Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. That was a terrific conversation we just had with Clay Williams, the executive director for the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport Authority. And uh, boy, you, it reminds you how critical airlines are to the economic vitality of our country. And uh, it's good to see they're having uh, improvements in, in the you know, basic flying numbers, but, but they've got a long way to go, and we all understand why. But uh, terrific conversation. If you missed it, you can go to the Supertalk Gulf Coast Facebook page or the Supertalk Mississippi Facebook page or to the Supertalk YouTube page. And also, you can also go to your favorite podcast and you'll find it there as well. Now, let's turn to Paige. We're going to move over to our friend, Chaplain Mark Torres, who's the chaplain at the CB base, the Naval Construction Battalion Center in Gulfport. And he's providing sort of ministry support for over 5,000 5, service members, dependents, and, and civilian employees. He's from originally from California, he's been all over the world. Uh, it's going to be interesting hearing from him about what it's like to to be a chaplain in this pandemic moment. I want to hear a little bit about his, uh, his background, but anyway, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. It's great. So, uh, you're from California. Tell me about where you're from. Well, I'm from, uh, born in San Jose, California, grew up in Morgan Hill, California, and, uh, kind of moved around in that area after that and, uh, joined the Navy and took off from there. So, yes. So as you, as you saw, I was publisher for the Sun-Herald, and we were owned by a company called Knight Ritter for, for many, many years. Knight Ritter actually moved their headquarters from Miami, Florida to San Jose, California, so they could be in the heart of the Silicon Valley and, and have the, the influences that, you know, the internet growth that was happening at that time. So I spent a lot of time in San Jose. I love that place. What, a, what an amazing part of the country. Absolutely. You know, taking that drive from San Francisco Airport, you know, down the high, the Pacific Coast Highway, and then through, I think the, uh, I forgot the name of that park that was near Palo Alto, but you came out of basically in that same in that area. But you know, the Half beautiful trees, yeah. Well, Half Moon, we used to have our publisher meetings in Half Moon Bay. What a what a beautiful place, gorgeous. So I sp- spent a lot of time there. But uh, you, are you homesick? Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so you have Good a question. lot of family there, huh? My family's still there. Yeah. I have family still in Silicon Valley in the Central Valley of California. So I noticed in doing prep for this show that you, you've, you've, you're well-educated. You, uh, you went to divinity school. You also got a master's degree. Tell me about how you chose this profession. Uh, the ministry or the Navy Chaplain Corps? The, yeah, the, the ministry to begin with. So I felt called to the ministry at age uh, roughly 20. Um, I... I um, I got saved in 19, and uh, that was a pretty dramatic experience, and uh, my life turned around. And after that, I was um, seeking where I was supposed to go and uh, where God was trying to lead me, and I felt called to the ministry. So I did that, and I pursued that, and I went to uh, college, and then I followed followed up with uh, uh, Divinity School. And uh, I always felt called to be a uh, part of a ministry somehow and to serve somehow. And uh, over the the years early on in my uh, ministry, the uh, the sense of calling kind of shifted, where I felt called more to um, institutional ministry, working with institutions, hospitals, prisons, of course, the military as well. 
And uh, that was uh, 9-11 was a very um, life-changing, life-changing experience for me. And after that, I, I, I felt like I wanted to get out there and do something to do my part. And um, so that helped kind of clarify for me my sense of calling and direction. And so I, I looked into different avenues of ministry. And I uh, actually, I was in California. I stopped at the Lemoore uh, Naval Air Station, which is an air station, a Navy air station out in the middle of the desert there, practically a desert uh, in Lemoore. And I, I asked the chaplain uh, if he can give me a job. And, uh, and he told me about the Navy Chaplain Corps and, and you know, uh, taking the oath of office and, and, and deploying. And I asked him, hey, would, would I have deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan? Uh, and he said, probably, I just got back myself. And so I thought that was pretty dramatic right there. And, and it was a moment of uh, reevaluation, but I realized that I, I had to pursue this calling and, and move forward with it. So I did. I s- signed up for the Navy Chaplain Corps, and that was in um, uh, 2008. Wow, that's incredible. You know, 9-11 influenced a lot of people, and it brought a lot of people to the military for, for good reason. A lot of people felt their calling. T- they tell a similar story that you just told. You know, when I when I look at you, I see, you know, in my research that you've been literally all over the world. I mentioned off off the air that I saw this picture of you playing playing the guitar, actually, to some kids in Thailand. Tell me about that. So that was when I was with the Marines out of Okinawa, Japan, and uh, we would deploy in that area of responsibility. We would deploy there and support uh, joint operations and often humanitarian assistance relief efforts. And so one of the locations we deployed to was to Thailand. And so as a chaplain, I have an opportunity to get out with the people of the community. Um, And that's a great, great opportunity. So I would often take Marines and sailors with me. We would go out to the local orphanages, um, uh, hospitals, you know, places where they needed some help. And we would try to do something great for them. And we would bring whatever we had. We would bring, you know, our labor, our hands to do work for them, our, our goodwill, and uh, we, we got out there and we supported them and, and spent time with them. But one thing that I would try to do is uh, get out there with my guitar and have fun with the kids. And they loved it. And what ended up happening is as we were giving to the people or reaching out and trying to serve the people, inevitably, we received a blessing in exchange. Um, and so it's like this multiplication effect. And so wherever we deployed to, when I was with the Marines out there in Okinawa, we tried to get out into the community uh, develop, uh, you know, friendships, but it was, again, this uh, force multiplier where, you know, the bond was solidified. So that's one of the blessings, one of the many blessings uh, we have as chaplains. Well, I can tell from uh, from reading about you and then hearing you talk that you have a good heart. And uh, I, I would imagine that that's probably one of the most important attributes of, of a chaplain. And uh, I bet you, you know, you've seen it all. Where Now, what what countries have you been to in your deployments? So uh, I've traveled to a lot of countries because of the uh, Navy Chaplain Corps, I think probably 15 or so. Um, the majority of those countries took place within my last assignment, which was with the uh, the Seabees here in Gulfport. So I went to uh, Israel, Bahrain, Djibouti, Africa, Cameroon. Um, I've been to, uh, to uh, Guam, of course. We went to Palau. Uh, I've been to, um, you know, Micronesia. And then when I was with the Marines, we went to Thailand, of course, the Philippines, and I was involved with operations out there in, in mainland Japan. And there's a num- number of other countries I've had the opportunity to visit with, uh, the military, uh, really life-changing experiences. 
You know, we've we've had the opportunity with with your commander and with Brian to have conversations about the important role the CB base plays, or the CBs in general, and how deployed they are around the world, through their staging area in Spain and just literally around the world. It's it's incredible the role that it plays, and uh, so important to the overall infrastructure of the military, et cetera. So you you got a chance to see it all. Um, so what I want to do as we as we continue the conversation, when we come back after the break. I want to I want to get into more details about what is it like to be a chaplain today. You know you know how how has the pandemic changed things and 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 so on. Um, I curious before we before we get to the to the break, how how have you enjoyed the Mississippi Gulf Coast? You know I'm glad you asked me that question, and uh, <clears throat> this I've enjoyed it a lot. I'm from California, so when I got orders to Mississippi, honestly I kind of didn't know what to expect. You know, I was a little nervous, but I came out here because there are orders and I really, really like this place. And I've grown to really love in particular the Gulf Coast uh, because it's it's really pretty out here. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. And so after being here for several years, I actually asked if I can stay longer, which again, being from California is sort of a surprise, but it's such a wonderful place to be here in the Gulf Coast. Uh, and so I, I like it. I like it. You know, I got to get back home to California, but uh, <laughs> Gulf Coast has a, a piece of my heart. Well, it's interesting that the that the um, um, tourism group here has often said of our coast that it is the secret coast. Right. That people didn't realize that coastal Mississippi had such a beautiful beach and, you know, the barrier islands and so much history. And, of course, I talk about it all the time on my show that the coastal Mississippi is this collection of communities that make this such a special place. And I think the fact that we've been hit by so many disasters has brought the people together. The people here are so special. They, you know, they're they're the first to help each other out. They're the first to, to come to aid of, of one another. And, we, you know, we, we just know, I mean, it's, we have resiliency in our DNA here. And uh, I'm sure you, that you've had an opportunity to be touched by that. Um, so why don't we, uh, we'll, we'll start to move to the break now. But um, when we come back on the other side, I'll, I'll talk to you more about what is it like to be a chaplain in the, uh, in the pandemic moment. This is Mark Torres from the CB Base, and we'll be back after this break. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 